Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we have a uh, a, a tough week for DFS this week because <laughs> a lot of those good players are really high salaries. It's going to be tough. There's not a lot of good wide receiver action. And some of the big name running backs aren't in this week either. It's going to be a tough one this week, Wall. It's going to be tough for DFS, Woj, but hey, man, we got another week of college football, so we are some lucky people. Let me tell you, Woj, we got a couple good games on this ticket this week, too. Might not be a DFS haven, but it is a college football haven, and I'm excited for it. Getting ready, getting pumped. All right. We had a uh, new winner last week in the league, Walrus67. Had uh, 206.84 in a very competitive uh, other than first place, he kind of took it. But very competitive other than that in the DraftKings League uh, last week. He had the Hartman-Roberson stack, which we talked about. Uh, I also had that stack. Um, 252 per point. Uh, Roberson didn't have the biggest day, but again, Hartman had another 49-point match. That's back-to-back 49-pointers for him. Uh, he also was able to fit in Kenny Pickett, which I also did, uh, with 262 per point. Uh, so he had... Pickett and Hartman in that one. Uh, and he also had, which kind of set him away from everybody else, Kenneth Walker at 56.80 points against Michigan there. He kind of popped off, and that's 118 per point. So uh, good job to Walrus67. Kyle, you finished second, and I finished in third. Uh, Walrus67, DM us on Twitter or email us uh, your address for the koozie. If you would like the free koozie for winning uh, the DraftKings League last week. Uh, as far as our season long goes, we have now gotten Wall to the eight week mark. So the averages are in, the leaders are in the clubhouse. From here on out, we just take the averages on both the placement and overall points. Only three people have played eight weeks so far, and that's me, you, and Story. So uh, you and Story are tied for the lead with 2.75 in placement. I am in third with 3.75. And then overall points, you are in the lead solo wall with 1,203.92. Story's in second with 1178.06. And I'm in third at 1042.74. So still pretty tight there, uh, considering. I'm looking to get some of those crappy, crappy numbers off my board wall. There you go, Woj. You're going to need to, man. Plus, you got some people gunning for you. I mean, James Z wasn't in the league this week, but he's been, he's been right up there every week. He's trending forward. And then we got Walrus 67. I think I mentioned them a couple weeks ago and said, man, these people are picking some, you know, they're picking the right guys. Comes through and wins it, Woj. So you got you got some people nipping on your heels. I got more people nipping on mine up here in the top. Yeah, hopefully uh, Walrus67 put that into some tournaments, won some money. I won money in my third place with 158 I think I had. I still won some money with that, so uh, hopefully he did as well. This week we have the Saturday 13-game slate. Uh, a 13-game again. We had a 14 last week, so maybe we're trending back down to that 12, which is normal. But anyways, let's talk about a few of the games last week. Uh, this one is close to my heart because I had money on it, Wall. Uh, SMU lost to Houston 44-37. I had SMU on the money line. They scored with about 17 seconds left. He, they kicked it off, and Houston scored the kickoff return. 
I mean, to be fair, SMU opened the second half with a kickoff return, but yeah, that, that one hit home. I was watching the game and I watched, I was just, I was praying for someone just to tackle and get them down. There was 17 seconds left in the game. I'd won the bet and uh, they returned the kickoff to win the game ball. Yeah, that was an exciting game. I I mean, we talked about it amongst ourselves about how that was going to be a good game. And I'm in it with you, Woj. I took SMU too. It was basically a pick when I did it, but I had to get something in that game, put like a quarter of a unit on it, lost it. It sucks, but I don't, have you seen that ESPN plus show, the Hilltop Woj? Yeah, I've watched a few of those episodes. I'm, they hadn't lost a game until this one last week at Houston. So I've been watching these episodes, you know, they're like 15 minutes to 30 minutes. They're actually quite a difference in how long they are, but they're really good episodes. It gets inside the program of SMU. I haven't seen the one come out for this week. They'd really been trending, putting one for every game, essentially every week, but I haven't seen the one for Houston this week. I'm looking forward to how they portray that game because it was a good football game and to lose you know, a game like that on the kickoff, as you said, with 17 seconds remaining, I, that's just a tough loss for an athlete. Something like that happens, it's tough. So I'm really kind of looking forward to that Hilltop episode this week. Last week they had uh, uh, Billy Gibbons on there, Woj. From big ZZ SMU Top. fan. Yeah, big yeah, SMU man. fan. And I'm sure you're a big ZZ Top fan, right, Woj? I am, yeah. And the show's cool, and I'm really excited to see – this week just because at the end of every episode their, their kind of outro is the the coach talking with the players after the game right and, and getting them pumped up and it, it'll just be it, it's obviously going to be a disheartening locker room but we'll just see kind of what the coach plays that off of just with that last last kickoff return i know it's disheartening for me and i wasn't playing so <laughs> let's move on we have michigan state who beats michigan 37 to 33 while kenneth walker went crazy especially after that poor performance he had against indiana 23 carries for 197 yards and five tds uh to add on to the three receptions and 11 yards he had uh, that was crazy. You know, Michigan just struggled to get the ground game going while they, they couldn't get it going. Only 146 yards and zero TDs in the ground. Yeah, I miss, I'm betting they're missing Mr. Charbonnet there, Woj, because they could not <laughs> run the ball. You are absolutely right. And, I mean, those stats you just threw up for Kenneth Walker. Hey, props to Walrus 67 because he picked up Kenneth Walker. That's something I would have never done. If you told me, hey, Kenneth Walker is going to get 23 carries for almost 200 yards and five touchdowns, Against Michigan last week, Woj, I told you you were crazy. I'd send you to the loony bin. No one expected that out of Kenneth Walker, but he had the performance of his career probably. It paid off. I mean, they're up there in the rankings now, Woj, because of this win. I mean, speaking of performances, too, on the other side of the ball, Michigan, Kate McNamara, who's not known for his passing ability, had a hell of a game in the air going 28 for 44 for 383 yards and two TDs. Unfortunately, he did throw that pick at the end of the game, uh, which basically sealed the deal for Michigan State. But, yeah, all overall, a, a great game for the Big Ten. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Michigan fans would agree with that, but Michigan still has a chance. They just got to beat Ohio State there, and maybe Michigan State loses a couple games down the road here. Maybe the one this week against Purdue. Wink, wink. I might have some money on that one. But we'll have to see, Wall. We'll have to see. And Boach, then, uh, we'll, Go ahead. McNamara, I want to say something about that. McNamara had to throw because the position he was putting in, he had to throw it downfield, right? They had to right. score and they had to right. score quick. The problem was when Harbaugh put in that freshman McCarthy, 
in this game. Who do we talk about before in a rivalry game? A freshman making mistakes. Harbaugh saw that happen. Obviously, we're referencing the Texas game, right, Woj? Yeah, yeah. Texas-Oklahoma game. Harbaugh had to see that happen. And then he goes and does that in his own program. And not only that, the drive before McCarthy had that pick, he fumbled the ball, Woj. I mean, what yeah. is Harbaugh doing yeah, for the I mean, freshman it, in that situation? You just – the hardball just keeps doing hardball things. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, I think Michigan came out to the early lead in this game too, and they just – they let with Michigan State back in the game. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just – I think I referenced in the text. I was like, hardball can't even hardball this one. Um, but he, he did. So <laughs> it just keeps happening. Uh, and then Oklahoma uh, finally won big last week, not a close game, 52-21 to 21 over Texas Tech. Uh, and we're going to talk about the playoff committee here in the playoff uh, rankings that came out. But uh, apparently that didn't help their case at all because they're in eighth as an undefeated Oklahoma team wall. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with it, Woj. I, mean, I think they're ranked a little high, if you ask me, from the way they played this season. I uh, their conference is not strong. So, uh, hey, what the heck? They had one game against Texas Tech. Coincidentally, it came last week, but they did dominate Texas Tech. Maybe they're getting in the right rhythm, kind of like an Ohio State situation. Yeah. Uh, rankings came out, though. We have Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Michigan State three. Oregon is four, Wall. What are you thinking about the top four Dude. right there? You pose that question to me right after you say Oregon is four, which I, I think you know the answer to that question already. Yes. I think it's ridiculous that Oregon is one of the top four teams. I mean, when you get down the line, it, it doesn't matter as much, you know, but when you're at the top four teams, that, that's, that's a really important thing, Woj. That, why is that? The top four teams go to the playoffs. And you're telling me right now that Oregon is one of the top four teams in the nation with their loss to Stanford? I, I can't believe it, Woj. You're telling me that they're better than Cincinnati right now. They're better they than ab- Michigan absolutely right now. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. No. You're telling me they're better than Wake Forest right now. No. There's, it's, I, I, it's incredulous, Woj. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I couldn't believe they were in the top four. It really threw me back. I mean, I, I'm not happy with the rankings at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm not either, but uh, it, these will all play out. We're going to see a lot of possible losses coming through a lot of people keep rolling the table um so we'll see what happens here but an ohio state is five cincinnati is six michigan is seven oklahoma eight wake forest is nine and to round up top 10 we have notre dame now they the rankings go on and on and on and on and we we don't have uh ut utsa on their wall and they're undefeated why aren't they on there well, well, I think we're going to talk to about UTSA in one of our games later this, you know, in this episode. I hope we do anyways. Hope we get to it. And, you know, I, I'll let them have it when we get to that game because it's absolutely ridiculous. you got a Fresno State team, 7-2 and two, with two losses. I mean, and they're ranked in 23. And you got UTSA sitting out of the rank. It's, I'm telling you, these people, there's a problem with the system, Woj. The problem is they have nothing riding on this. They don't get paid anything. This is not an actual job for them. They don't lose any money if they're wrong. And it, it's the problem with the system. They don't get it right for those facts. It's year in, year out, too. It's not it's not a one-off. I think the most surprising team in the top 25 for me is Mississippi State 
who's five and three is 17th, which I, it, that's a head scratcher to me. Uh, maybe they liked the, uh, the Mike Leach comments about candy corn. Uh, when he was asked that in the press conference, he's not a fan of candy corn. Uh, he said maybe he was when he was a kid, but he's kind of grown out of that phase, and that that's why he, they don't sell the candy year-round because it's just a crap candy. So uh, that at least that's his his take on candy corn. Well, yeah, I saw that video. It's pretty funny if anybody wants to watch it. My my brother-in-law, Mr. Federer himself, sent me that video earlier in the week, and it's pretty funny post-game press. Well, not even a press conference on the field. <laughs> Game. He's talking about candy corn, his favorite candy. I don't know. I disagree with him, though. I like candy corn. They're one of the few candies I actually eat, though. Uh, it's just he he just goes on it, and on and on with these questions. These press conferences, they talk nothing about football, and it's just all about just random stuff. I The, the reporters get a kick out of it. Uh, well, what about P.J. Fleck? Yeah, man, they extended his con- contract through uh, uh, 2028, Woj. I, I know there's some... People that listen to our podcast that are huge fans of PJ Flex. So we got to get that news out there. Let people know he's there till 2028. That's a big contract wall. And there's only one team left in the FBS that has not covered a spread yet wall. And who would that be? That would be Missouri Woj. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to bet against teams that are not good. And I don't like this category. I, I know a lot of people have been telling me, you know, they like to know what's, a team is against the spread. I'm not, it's not some, it's something I look at occasionally, but I don't put much weight into it because it really doesn't matter for the next game. But I, Missouri, you know, they still haven't covered a spread, Woj. They haven't <laughs> won against the spread all season. And it's it's just insane. And people wanting to bet on Missouri, Missouri actually gets some of the handle more than the other teams, the games they play. And it makes no sense. You know, it's just, it's a team to avoid. And conversely, Woj, there are no teams that have covered every game, which is, it's not abnormal, but you got Syracuse up there. They only they have only one loss against the spread this year, Woj. Only one loss. Well, hopefully there's some Syracuse fans out there. They've been betting with Syracuse, and maybe there's <laughs> yeah. some Missouri fans that are betting against Missouri. I, that's a it's an interesting thing to note. All right, well, let's get on to this week's games. Uh, the first one's a banger right off the bat. We got number nine, Wake Forest. 8-0 at North Carolina, who's 4-4, four and four, 11 a.m. on ABC wall. Man, I got so angry with this, Woj, when I saw the line come out. Came out, well, it came out basically where it is right now. North Carolina minus 2.5, over under of 76.5. Yeah, we we expected that high point total, I'm guessing, Woj. Wake Forest plus 115, though, Woj. I, I really, I was, I was sitting, I was waiting for this game for the past few weeks. I was waiting to take my shot against Wake Forest because I saw him play against Army. I know they don't have a defense, and if you don't have a defense, you're going to lose games. And I was waiting to take my shot, and this was the one I was going to take, but I, I was really hoping that Wake Forest would come out as the favorites. They didn't. It's at North Carolina, I guess. Makes sense. We have an unranked team giving two and a half to an undefeated top 10 team. You know, it, I'm probably still going to take North Carolina in this one, Woj. I still like them to win the minus two and a half. I don't know. Such a high over under, Woj. In these games, when you get such a high over under, that two and a half is less meaningful when you have an over under of 40. Just because the the way things play out, if, if what are you more likely to have a two and a half spread in? An over under of 76 and a half or an over under of 40? Yeah, I, I don't know how they calculate that because, I mean, it's just so hard once you start adding those many points. I mean, implied points is 39 and a half for North Carolina and Wake Forest is 37. I mean, really going to 
is their algorithm really that good where they can pinpoint it? I, and I don't know. Uh, I guess it is because there's a lot of people that have jobs because of that. So, But as far as DFS goes, well, this is the cream of the crop. You got Hartman versus Howell. Um, and you take your pick or take both. Um, I know we talked about uh, taking Hartman and Pickett last week. Well, I mean, I think this week it's it's Hartman or and Howell this week, if you can. They're the two most expensive quarterbacks and players in DraftKings this week, so you would really be gimping the rest of your lineup. I did make one. I did make one with a Hartman with A.T. Perry, one of his wide receivers, not Roberson, but A.T. Perry, um, and I had a Howell with uh, Green. Another one of his receivers was only 4,300. Um, but the rest of my uh, the rest of my lineup did not look good, uh, so I'm not sure I'm going to go with that. But you know, this is a big over/under game. You're going to have to get exposure in this game for DraftKings, so you just got to kind of pick and choose what you want to do, what your battles are going to be here. Josh Downs is a big option here for a wide receiver from North Carolina. I know I said I took Green, but that was just because he's 4,300. But Downs is 42% of the target share on a team. Having 42% of the target share is insane. That's a lot. So he is the man at North Carolina, and we know how bad Wake Forest's defense is, so I don't expect them to man up against him very well. So I would look for Josh Downs to be one of those guys on possibly on your team. He's expensive at 8700 but I don't know. If you want to go running back ways, which I don't necessarily know if I would, Christian Bale-Smith from Wake Forest is 5500 Ty Chandler is 6600 from North Carolina. Uh, you know, Wake Forest splits back so much. I don't know if I would go with Bale Smith, especially even at 55. Chandler's at 6,600. But again, out of either of these guys, I wouldn't expect a 30-plus game or 30-plus point DraftKings game. So I don't know if I'm going to take either of them. I think Hartman-A.T. Perry is a good combo because A.T. Perry's only 7,200. He's 800 cheaper than Roberson. Uh, he had a better week than Roberson last week. Um, but you can't deny Hartman's gone 49 points his back-to-back weeks, and he, he's pulling up to just this game, which is set up for him to do it again, Wall. So, uh, I mean, I think you got to take Hartman in your lineups, even at the 10K mark, Wall. Aren't you worried about, especially uh, our league like ours is a lot different than a tournament, right? Well, it's a lot different than one of those big tournaments. Aren't you a little worried about uh... – I, I will say in this one specific instance, so it's kind of the same. Aren't you worried about everyone taking him and it kind of negating the effect that you took him? Uh, yes. In our league, in a smaller league, um, yes, uh, it does. But even in a bigger league, obviously you want low percentage owned, right? Because you want it to make your roster different than everybody else's. So you have the ability to win and, and pull off a, a good win, right? You don't want the same guy everybody else has. But the thing about it is, is once you start getting past the 40 point games, if you don't have him in your lineup, you're not going to win. I guarantee the winner from every single t- tournament and contest last week in DraftKings had Kenneth Walker on their team uh, scoring 56.8 points. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's, I, I that's a lot it. different. That's a lot different scenario. Which, Cause that's, that's somebody that was not expected to do that well by any means versus somebody that expected to do very well is, is a big difference. 
True, true. Uh, and, and you know what? There, I, there's probably going to be people with Hartman, even if he scores 49 points, that, that do end up winning or do end up having good days. But once you start breaking that 40-point mark, it's you almost have to have him on your team if you want to win these tournaments. Now, as far as a cash games goes, that's not necessarily the whole point in that. Uh, you don't need to take a Hartman. It doesn't hurt you if you have the, a high percentage-owned player. But it's just one of those things where a 10K guy kind of hurts the rest of your roster and you're, you're trying to make a consistent roster that can score 160 points. And I, you might not have to have him. But yeah, it's a good point, Wall. Uh, exposure in the league. I know a lot of people had Hartman, or a lot of people actually had Pickett last week. Uh, so it kind of negated uh, Pickett's numbers as, as far as our league goes. Not as many people had Hartman plus Robers, Roberson. I think it was just me and Walrus, actually, that had the stack. I think one other person had Hartman. But um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that you have to watch out for, probably a, more so in our league. Um, and less so in an overall, if you think they're just going to score a ton of points, because you're going to have to have them on your team. But we'll move on to the next game. We've got number 13, Auburn, who's 6-2 and two, at number 14, Texas A&M, who's 6-2, and 2.30 p.m. on CBS wall. Well, we got Auburn plus four and a half over under a 49. A&M is minus 200 on the money line. Well, you got to put up a lot of money if you want to take A&M to win this one. But we're talking about two teams that, I mean, this – this is an even matchup as far as the rankings go and the rankings you're going off the playoff rankings. I think when you quote these now, the rankings put the, these teams nearly identical and I'm not going to disagree with the fact that these two D teams are nearly identical on offense, Auburn 5.5 yards per rush, Texas A&M 5.3. They're giving up Auburn 3.2 Texas A&M 3.7. I mean, you talk about two teams that are exactly the same on the rush. You look at the past stats, you got 12 versus 12, 10 versus nine per per yard per I should say per attempt so I mean these teams are the same Woj and you're getting four and a half points in Auburn I think I like Auburn in this one but I just I have trouble betting against Texas A&M and one thing I want to say about both these teams this is the gripe I have with Oregon being number four in the team of the nation either one of these teams either one of them I would put ahead of Oregon right now and this is my reasoning for it when it comes down to money you tell me Auburn is playing Oregon, Texas A&M is playing Oregon. Straight up pick them. What side are you going to put your money on? It doesn't matter which one of those two teams is playing Oregon. I'm putting my money on Auburn or Texas A&M. No question. And that's that's the gripe I have with these rankings, Woj. But as far as where they're ranking these two teams in correlation to each other, I think it's right. These two teams are, you know, they're identical teams. This is going to be a good football game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it is going to be a good football team game. And, uh, I mean, A&M's good in their own way, and Auburn's actually started to play fairly well the last couple weeks. So um, DFS-wise, I wouldn't, I don't really like this game at all. Uh, Isaiah Smith, or I, not Isaiah Smith, Isaiah Spiller, the running back for A&M, who's 7,000, would be the one player I would look at. But again, what he's giving me for 7,000, I don't, there's, there's better options out there. We're going to get to one in shortly here, but... Uh, Anaya Smith is also an option at 5,600, but uh, there isn't a receiver in this game that's consistent enough for me um, for the points that they're for the money I have to dish out for him. So I, I don't know. I, this is a pass for me in DFS. Well, let's uh, let's move on though. We got Michigan State, who's number three in the rankings, uh, the best Big Ten team so far at 8-0 at Purdue, five and three, 2:30 p.m. ABC. Wall. 
They're actually not the best Big Ten team so far, Woj. Do you remember who is the best Big Ten team so far? I mean, I know you're a big fan of their rival, so you might not get it. But it was actually Iowa that was ranked number two in the nation. Iowa was ranked number two, but as of right now, Michigan State is is the best team. If you want to change what you're saying, that's fine. But the way you phrased it, I needed to correct you. I know you're right, a big Iowa right. State fan. You don't like to match <laughs> okay. Iowa very often. <laughs> but I had to put that out there. Michigan State minus three in this game, Moj. Over under a 53. Purdue's plus 135, Moj. They're plus 135. You remember last week, and this was kind of my save. Last week wasn't such a great week for betting-wise for me, Woj. It was basically a break-even. I might have actually lost a little money last week. But my one saving grace that got me to break even, I don't know if you took them, we talked about it in the podcast, was Purdue, plus 245 against Nebraska. Just off the off, off cuff, did you take Purdue last week, Woj? I did. Good. You listened to the rundown. I like it. But that, that, that was our the, saving grace. The only, only game I think I won last week while it was yeah. just – yeah. <laughs> But when it's a plus 245, baby, it helps you. But my whole point to this is they were playing Nebraska – and they were plus 245. Now they're playing the number three team in the nation, and they're plus 135, Woj. What is going on? This is, you know what this is? This is the the stat, the, well, I shouldn't say stat makers. They, they just put the stats out there. This is the line makers, the handicappers. They're saying, wow, we were really wrong last week on Purdue. We screwed that one up. We did not do our jobs. They're dropping them all the way down to plus 135. I'd like to bet on Purdue in this game, but... That number just isn't good enough, especially after watching that Michigan State-Michigan game last week. I don't think that I can bet on Purdue. I just I don't think I can do it. Michigan State looked too good. Purdue, though, I will say one thing. This brings back memories of that. You remember in 2018 when they played Ohio State, Woj? Ohio State was ranked number two at the time. I do, yeah. It was a big win. We were, big win. We were over at your house watching that, and I remember I got hosed that game because in – in-game betting, I was taking Ohio State. As soon as they got the plus, you know, I was taking them, taking them, taking them. And I lost a good amount of money on that because Purdue ended up winning 49-20. to 20. DJ Knox, great game that game. Blau took over. And their captain, remember him, Tyler Trent. What a great story that was. Unfortunately, he passed yeah. away. But it's just kind of that game that kind of reminds me of this game a little bit. It makes me think maybe that happens where Purdue, you know, an unranked team in the Big Ten just at home, like they kind of did, only they did it on the road against Iowa, knocks off a number three Michigan State team. That kind of, maybe that happens here, maybe it doesn't, but all those conflicting viewpoints, I'm just going to stay away from this one, Roj. Yeah, I'd like to bet Purdue here, um, but I'm, I'm probably not going to. I might hold off like you're talking about, but what the numbers show me, I'd like to bet Purdue. Um, the way they played against Iowa, I'd like to per- bet Purdue, but... We'll see what happens here. Kenneth Walker's 8,600 this week after scoring the 56.8 points last week for Michigan. In the last four games, Walker has gone 33.6, 34.6, 8.9, and 56.8. Let it be known that I had him on the 8.9 week. So that was apparently the problem with Kenneth Walker. He's used on my DraftKings team. I'm sorry to the Michigan State fans out there, but... Um, he would be the one guy here on Michigan State side of the ball that I'd take. Reed and Naylor are just two expensive wide receivers uh, for such a slow offense. Uh, they just don't score enough points. They're too expensive. Um, you know, on the flip side here, and this is kind of why I like Purdue and I like the numbers, is it's not a, anything new. Purdue likes to pass the ball. They pass it almost 50 times a game. Um, 
and Michigan State is giving up the most passing yards per game in the slate. It's hard to imagine that, a Big Ten team, but yes, Michigan State is giving up the most passing yards in the slate, and we just talked about how McNamara went off for 383 yards last week. So, you know, Aiden O'Connell, only 5,600 this week. David Bell, 7,400. That's a cheap stack. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go with it, but this is one of those things that we just talked about with that game before with percentage own. I think a lot of people are going to pick Aiden O'Connell and David Bell in a stack wall. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, well, okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe <it> would. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think anybody will do it. Why would they? It, I mean, it's big time for and, one. So. And the crazy thing is, is Purdue does this switching with all three of their quarterbacks. But Aiden O'Connell gets a majority of the of the targets here. And his completion percentage is through the roof wall. It, it's like, I, it's got, it's 75, 76, 78, something like that. Percentage complete. And it's just nuts how efficient he is. He doesn't score crazy big points every game, but I think there's this is one of those games where he might be able to do that. Um, you know, and we talk about tight ends and cheap tight ends and cheap wide receivers. If you want to get some exposure in this game at a cheaper end, for 4700 you can get Payne Durham, the tight end for Purdue. But the thing about it is he's not very consistent. No tight end really is other than a couple others. We've had Charlie Kohler thankfully the last couple weeks to give us that cheap option who's a very consistent tight end but Payne Durham isn't that consistent but he has had good games he's had had bad games so it's just one of those things where you might be able to get into this game cheaply doing that but I mean for Aiden O'Connell's a cheap way to get into this game too while at only 5600 he doesn't really need to do much in order to get your value back um, and against one of those on paper like we've talked about Michigan State likes to give up those yards. So we'll see what happens here. Purdue did it against another good defense in Iowa. And Michigan State's defense, I don't think it's as good as Iowa's. So we'll see what happens. Well, moving on, we got – go ahead. I was just going to say I like your pick for the fact that I think if Purdue wants to win this game, they are going to have to pass the ball. They've shown that before in their wins earlier in the season when the – gets to be a close game or it's a tougher opponent they they pass the ball that's what they do and for that reason too i i like your pick i, I think it makes sense yeah and david bell's just too good uh the way yeah. that guy yeah. catches the ball i mean he's just super good athlete he's going to be in the first round for sure when he goes to the draft so i mean just one of those dynamic players with aiden o'connell really cheap quarterback it's a good option good play so um number 12 baylor seven and one at TCU, 3 and 5, 2.30 p.m. on Fox. Well, yeah, I just want to mention this game. I want to bring it up. I don't really have a side in this one so much. TCU's plus 7, over under a 58.5. Baylor, minus 250. But we talked about early in the season. I don't know if it's the first episode, but it was one of the first couple episodes. I mentioned how TCU always gets a lot of money. They always get a lot of money on them, backing them. I, th- I don't know the reason for it. I think maybe it's because they have – a lot of their graduates that just go off to make a lot of money and then bet a lot of money on their team. Who knows the reason for it? But before I mentioned that, you know, against the spread is not something I look at too often, but on more than a yearly basis, as in looking at a few years of against the spread, that is something I look into. And TCU, for the fact, looking through those stats, you always see they don't come up so well against the against the spread. And that's likely because the handicap are adjusting the spreads, knowing that more money's coming in on TCU. So if you are looking for one side in this one, you know, maybe stay away from TCU. I just, I 
can't come to bet Baylor in this one. I think they're going to lose a game here. It's just the way it plays out usually. So I don't want to bet on them as a favorite and then have them lose that random game. That I will say Baylor's only loss this season came to Oklahoma State. And that, that was a close game on the road. I was watching that one, but I just – I can't bring myself to bet on Baylor in this one, but I did want to mention it for the fact of, you know, TCU gets a lot of money on them. So if you're betting this game, be real careful with that spread. Even though it looks like a big number, you know, plus seven, it, it might not be that big of a number. They might be trying to trick people into that side. Last week, while well, we had Abram Smith. This week, we're doing Abram Smith again. I think this is the running back uh, for the week. Uh, who knows what Ohio State does with, with Tyler over there, Henderson, I don't know if he'll pop off. That could be likely one. But as far as what I've known, what I've seen the last couple of weeks, Mabram Smith, he has been able to dominate. And they are playing another terrible defense. They had 43.2 points versus BYU, 25.6 points versus Texas. Again, playing, like I said, another bad defense. TCU's given up the most rushing yards in the slate with 210 per game the most yards per attempt with 5.4 and that's a, a, by like a yard compared to anybody else. And they're giving up 2.2 rushing touchdowns a game. So uh, I'm looking for Abram Smith to pop off here again. Uh, he's only 7,200. Oh, no, excuse me, 7,300. He's only 7,300, which is pretty cheap for who I think could be one of the bigger point leaders of the week, 40 plus point possibly in this game. So, Look for Abram Smith in your lineups. Uh, he's most definitely going to be in mind just based on the matchup and how well he's done against similar matchups the last couple weeks. Well, we got UTSA, the Roadrunners, 8-0 at UTEMP, the Miners, 6-2, 9-15 p.m. on ESPN2. Well, Conference USA is getting some ESPN2 love. Well, this is like spotlight. This is like Monday Night Football for Conference USA. It is. It's huge. And I love how you brought it up. You know, Roadrunners versus the Miners. That was great, Woach. And the reason that ESPN has this game in that 915 spot, the reason these Conference USA teams are playing on ESPN, this is a shot at the college football playoffs, which I'll get into in a minute. But UTSA minus 11, over under a 53, UTEP plus 360. That means that people are not expecting UTEP to win this game. The problem is, and it gives, it's a little bit disconcerting, but when a team is not expected, no one expects them to win, what happens sometimes, or a lot of the times for that matter? They win, Wall. They win. Boy, you're a <laughs> genius over there. I love how you're following my train of thought here. UTSA, though, when we were talking about the playoff rankings before, you had mentioned how UTSA was not in the playoff rankings. A team 8-0. Got the goose egg on the record still. They're my number 16 team, so let's not say they're not ranked. I got them ranked. But as far as the playoff community is concerned, they're not ranked. You got wins on their schedule. Louisiana Tech, Rice, Western Kentucky, UNLV, a good Memphis football team, a decent Middle Tennessee football team, a Big Ten team in Illinois, all teams that they beat so far. Then you got Fresno State with their two losses. Yeah, their first loss was to Oregon. They looked good in that game. But I'd also argue that Oregon did not look so good. They play that game today. Oregon takes the cake in that one easy. But they played them well. That's a good loss. Their other loss to Hawaii. A team we don't talk about much because they're not a very good football team. So now you got this 23-ranked Fresno State team 
And let's review. What was the number on UTSA, Woj? They're, they're not a number, which is <laughs> insane. They're not a number. I like how well you put that. They're not a number. And it's ridiculous. And this is the problem with the playoff committee. There is no explanation. There's no way to explain yourself out of that situation. It's just not possible. It was a mistake. They messed up. And I understand that people are going to come back and say, well, the way they do the process is they put groups of teams in. So if it doesn't make it into the group, they don't ever compare them head to head. Well, that's a problem because they need to have the best teams in there. And obviously, when comparing these two's resume, it's pretty easy to figure out who's better than the other. But I think in this game, and the reason I'm going to take UTSA, I think they're going to be pissed, Woj. What do you think? Uh, they're going to be very angry, very angry, very hungry. The Roadrunners are going to need some food. Absolutely. The Roadrunners are going to need some food, Woj, and it's going to be the miners they're eating up on. And it could be the other way around, too. Like, they could be really disappointed, you know, not come out big, be pissed off at the playoff committee and not show up. But I don't think that's going to happen. They've been mowing down Conference USA this year. And, again, 5-0 and against the spread. I understand the playoff committee can't look at those spreads. That's not something they should look at. But as far as gamblers, that's something that, you know, we don't look at all the time. But when they're 5-0, and that's a number that strikes your eye. That tells you they're much better than the competition. They're much better than people expect. You know, UTEP, a team they're playing this week, they're not a brush-off team. They're tied for second in Conference USA. They lost to Florida Atlantic last week. You know, I think, well, we'll pretend, we'll just, that happened. So that was the game. That's what happened. They lost to Florida Atlantic last week. You know, FAU is on top of them in the Conference USA East. Other than that, they would be up there with UTSA as the best team in, you know, Conference USA. UTSA, let's look at the alternates, Woj. Minus 12 and a half, you're getting even money. Minus 13, you're getting plus 105. 13 and a half, plus 110. 14, plus 120. 14 and a half, plus 130. 15, plus 140. I mean, I'm just, this is my thinking. They're going to come out pissed off. I'm going to pull the offers on everything up to minus 14. I might hit minus 14 and a half too. I don't know. We'll see how crazy I'm getting, but I like UTSA in this game, which I just think the mentality of that team has to be pissed off. I don't understand how it couldn't be. Yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, and I like UTSA, the Roadrunners defense has gotten 17 takeaways this season, 17 turnovers. And guess what? The miners offense has given up. 17 giveaways. So, I mean, the Roadrunners play really good defense, and the Miners don't play a very good offense. So I really do like the UTSA, and I really like the uh, the alternate spreads there just because they can create points off of those turnovers and uh, and do it really well, and that's how they've been undefeated so far. I, they make a statement game here while they beat up one of the better Conference USA teams here. And uh, I, I love I love those bets. I'm going to go with those 100%, Wall. Nice. Hopefully we make some money this week, Woj. Because, well, yeah, actually, last... <laughs> I, will, I will say I'll, uh, the, Braves, the Braves won the World Series. I don't know if you saw that last night. So I'll definitely be making money this week. But I hope we make some money in college football, Woj, because, yeah, last week was uh, basically a push, a little, a little bit of loss maybe. And I know you didn't have a great week either. I did not, yeah. Um, but this week, looking to turn it around. Uh, my pick for this week is going to be, yes, and I'm about to say this, Penn State minus 10. <laughs> Penn State mm-hmm. minus 10. And the reason is they're playing Maryland well. Maryland gives up, has been given up 34 points a game and at least two, 425 yards without forcing a single turnover in its last four games. 
Okay. Sean Clifford is only 6,000 on DraftKings this week, guys. He is the dark horse here. I don't care about Aiden O'Connell, anybody. Sean Clifford at 6,000 is a steal against a Maryland team that just can't do turnovers, doesn't have a good defense, giving up a ton of points. Uh, I, I do like Penn State minus 10 this week. I'll probably join you in that one, which I, I like Penn State. You know, Maryland's a team I bet against a couple times this year, and, you know, they're three and five against the spread, which I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but people have been kind of telling me they like to – I don't go off of that so much, but I've been trying to bring it in because people like to know it. But Penn State, you know, I, I like them against Maryland. The thing that gives me a little bit of pause, and I probably won't put a full unit on this for this reason, is, is Tua – or not – yeah, Tua Tagovailoa. Well, Tua Tagovailoa. He, he gives me a little bit of concern. <laughs> Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Yeah, well, this is the one you can actually correct me on, so <laughs> I'll let you enjoy your moment there. But he, he gives me a little bit of worry because his, his ceiling is real high, Woj, and you never know. He hasn't been playing well, but he can go off, and it gives me a little bit of concern. But I'll be following you. I'll probably be taking Penn State minus 10, probably not a full unit, but my pick him for this week, and I had to go back and forth if I want to take UTSA or not, but – I hammered on him so hard, it better not, because I'll probably lose it now. I'm going to take Kentucky, pick him, Woj. We got a pick him game on the board. I just got to do it. And I know you took Kentucky last week, so <laughs> yeah. this probably is a little bit of a dagger to the heart, huh? Uh, it is a dagger to the heart, especially if they win. But uh, hopefully we'll make some money. Hopefully they do win. Um, and and we make some money this weekend, because last weekend was not a great weekend, uh, especially with that dagger in the heart from the SMU game. Question mode. UTSA, they win this game against UTEP. Are they in the playoff rankings next week? I, well, I, they should have been in this week, so yes. Uh, but uh, probably not because the playoff committee is a bunch of hobos. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, one thing we never mentioned, too, is uh, I never mentioned, I should say, it, it, Pittsburgh's ranked 25 up there. Pittsburgh's yeah. ranked 25. Yeah. You know Pitt- who Pittsburgh lost to? Pittsburgh lost to Western Kentucky Wall, who <laughs> UTSA beat. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, and I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but it's such an easy decision. You know, I understand some things in life are difficult, but how do they get it this wrong? <laughs> oh, no. It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I tell me why Mississippi state's 17th at with a five and three record. I, uh, mind yeah, I, blown. Don't, I don't know. It, I don't agree with that one necessarily as much either, but I, I this is, it's, I mean, there's a little bit of maybe, maybe this, maybe that in the Mississippi State, but there, there's no maybe this, maybe that in UTSA. So I just, I don't know. We'll see. But hey, Woj, we need to make some money this week. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. Make sure to eat all your candy corn or send it to Mike Leach, one <laughs> of the two guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.